You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Nicolas Tan here, recording for Creators in Saigon podcast. I'm with Dana Drejos for this episode. Hello. If you listen on Apple and Google podcasts, please take the time to review us five stars. Thank you so much. This always encourages us to help to grow as content creators. Mm -hmm. And if you are on Facebook or Instagram, don't hesitate to comment on our posts. We always want to hear about what could possibly be your takeaway from each episode, because as you may know, every guest is actually trying to bring as much value as possible uh, by sharing their stories. And for this serious episode, we have the ultimate pleasure to welcome Luale on the show. Are you sitting comfortably? Yes. <laughs> okay. So Lua was born in uh, Nien Binh province. It's in the north of Vietnam. Her family moved to the south when she was 13. She lived in Saigon for 20 years, studying and working different office jobs. And at some point, she decided to quit her job and travel the world. Actually, 15 countries, you told us. It's a lot more than me. <laughs> so, wow, that's, a that's very impressive. And when she came back to Vietnam, she found out her dream and decided to set up Loa's Kitchen in 2017. Lua's Kitchens offers Vietnamese homestyle cooking classes for tourists and expats in Saigon. And now she's a top rated experience on Airbnb and ranking top seven over 108 cooking classes in Saigon on TripAdvisor. That's very impressive. Congratulations for that, at least. And I'm going to start with a basic question, but I'm always really interested to learn why you actually do what you do today. Hello everyone, I'm Lole. I live in Saigon for 20 years and I study here and at the the first few years after graduating, I was quite happy with my life here because that's what we would touch like study and then find a job, have stable income, that's enough. So that time I, I was happy with that, uh, that life. <laughs> but when I um, met people, they are travel around the world. I met them and I found they are very different. Their life more interesting. They are more active and they are very independent. They can make money and travel by themselves. So that, that time I start to think about my life. I want something different. Like I want to make it more interesting. And then I start to... Uh, meet more and more people, do more activity to understand more about myself, what I like, what I really like. So I start to do some activity like go dancing to meet international friends. Mm -hmm. And then I start to travel. So I decided to quit my job. And I quit my job the first time for three months. Mm -hmm. 
travel some country, come back <laughs> and didn't know what to do, what else to do. Yeah. And then I come back and work the same job for one more year. And that's mm-hmm. time. After one more year, I cannot stand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I talked to my boss that this time I want to quit. I quit, but I have no idea. Like if I travel, I'm not sure if I can find something else where after traveling. But I just uh, talk to myself, okay, this is enough. I want to change. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, travel and travel. And I I didn't think much about like I have to do this or that. I just uh, gave me one gap year. I don't care about the money. Like, I spend a lot of saving. Mm-hmm. And, but at that time, I don't want to think about the money, like how much saving I spend or how much I don't earn this year. I just uh, like give me a chain do i do whatever i want so i travel to myanmar i travel to myanmar for six months just live in monastery i turn off my phone disconnected outside work just only do meditation and yeah i have some insights and some wisdom thanks to meditation and that time i become more calm like I don't have to, oh, I have to find my patient like this year or next year. At that time, I just uh, focus on myself. And then after meditation, I travel to Europe. And uh, in Europe, I just uh, travel by myself. But as you know, it's very uh, expensive. Very mm. expensive. Mm-hmm. I spent three and a half months in Europe. Very expensive. At the end of the trip, uh, uh, it's so expensive, so I I don't want to spend any more money. <laughs> yeah. So I decided, like, now I will uh, come back earlier than, or I have to stay here until the end of the trip. But because the, if I come back early, I have to buy the ticket. It's the, also quite expensive. So I said, okay, I will try to survive. <laughs> yeah, when I were eating Vietnamese food, and I got an idea. I said, why I don't like, invite some people come over? And I showed them how to cook Vietnamese food. In Europe? In Europe. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I talked to my friend because that's how I stay with my friend. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked him like, if I can invite some people when he away at work and then we can do cooking class here. At the beginning, I just talk. I want to say something and it's fun. And if people like it, I can chat them. <laughs> For mm-hmm. some little money, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I just posted on Facebook, interview about me and about the cooking class. And I was surprised so many people interested in my cooking class. The first post, mm-hmm. hundreds of people, they comment and like and message me. Yeah, I was so surprised <laughs> because I talked like, I was, that time I was in Dublin. I talked like, maybe they even don't know where, where Vietnam yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably so yeah. new and interesting yeah. to them. They're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that time I said, oh my god, uh, I just try, I just try. I, I thought maybe they even don't know where Vietnam and Vietnam before. But actually, many, many expats who live in Dublin, they are from American, from Europe. They travel, mm. uh, they work for tech companies and they travel uh, to Vietnam. And they taught me that they love Vietnamese food, and, but they never have chance to learn how to cook. And 
Vietnamese food in Dublin is so expensive. So they come in, in for the first class. We we have very like small kitchen. Everything is very simple, but we have fun. We have a lots of fun. So I said okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I I just uh, keep posting on Facebook group. Only one group, and I can find enough people. I have uh, three classes every week mm. for one month, and I earn quite. Yeah, enough nice. <laughs> to to uh, to stay one moment in uh, Europe. Yeah, and when I came back to the city, I'm confident about what I can do. You yeah. mean when you came back to Vietnam? Yeah, when I come back to Vietnam, I'm confident that I can uh, make this uh, business. I'm so fascinated about how you made this decision of you started seeing the way other people were living and traveling and working and you're like wow i want to do that yeah was there any sort of judgment from friends or family when you made that decision to quit your job and travel for three months the first time yes my family they were angry with me mm. they didn't understand uh, what i were doing yeah they said Wow, you have a very good job, good income. <laughs> I don't understand what you want, what you want more. Yeah. So that time I didn't tell my mom that. <laughs> I I quit my job and I travel. Yeah. I just talked to my sister that, okay, if, if mom called me to talk, I travel opera for business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's very maybe for you it's simple, like. Mm. But in Vietnam, in Vietnam, Vietnamese culture is not easy for us to step out of. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask because I think for for any Vietnamese person listening, like, what would you say to someone who might be feeling well? I want to travel and obviously we can't really travel right now, but like I want to do something more than just this yeah. boring like office job life. But I don't know, my parents are going to be mad. Other people my age are going to judge me. What would you have to say to them? Well, my friend, they, they can understand, mm-hmm. but just my family, even my sister, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. They just, they, yeah, they just are, angry but I said it's my life I want to do what I want to do mm-hmm. yeah so when they when I, I talk to them like that uh, they're angry but I cannot do anything I live here <laughs> I live in Saigon I live in yeah. another city so I just book the ticket and I go and I message my sister that I travel and I send her the address where okay. I stay yeah. Good. <laughs> and now that you had success in starting this new business and sort of finding a different path for yourself, how do your parents feel now? And I'm assuming you have told them now that you, <laughs> yeah. you actually were traveling. Yeah. Even when I came back, I told them that I can make money when I go in Europe and can, I can make money when uh, I start business here. But that time they still worry. They said, maybe it's not stable you mm-hmm. cannot do it for years or your whole life but your job you can do is home life right like many people wish to have the job like you have mm-hmm. it takes a like long time no? mm-hmm. for 10 years it right. takes me 10 years to yeah. 
You can and have I think, those seasons. And I think they're right, you know, like starting your own business is not stable and having a regular job is stable. But I guess what I would say to that is you can always go back to the office job. Like it's always going to be there. The nine to five is always going to be there. So if you go for it, go for your business idea or whatever, or go for the travel, even just for a little while, if it doesn't work out for any reason, you can always go back. Yeah, that's what I talk when I quit my job because I, I said if if I'm successful, I can have freedom. I can have mm. uh, the life that I want. If uh, I'm not, it just waste one year. But I have time to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And waste a little bit money. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even yeah, a waste. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like added so much to your life. It's, yeah, it's like an investment to find yourself. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to find yourself than finding an office job. Like you can find an yeah. office job in a few yeah. hours in Saigon, <laughs> yeah. probably. Now or I don't know when. So I just mm-hmm. uh, quit and I didn't think much about money. And have you had any other friends sort of follow your example? Not really follow my example, but I have some friends. They also like to live for that's um, like have their own career and do whatever. So some of them quit their job and have their own business. So nice. I'm really impressed because it's not an easy choice to make. And we, we meet a lot of youngsters on a daily basis and they, they are all facing this very harsh decision is to go against your father and mother's vision they have for you or you go your own way and then somehow it brings a lot of risk and freedom yeah but what would you say to these to these people yeah actually for it's not easy when we we decide as we step to step out of the comfort zone but I think the more challenging is to overcome family disagreement. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Like my mom, she even cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it not when you are not sure about like, what you can do, and then your family like they worry too much, they cry. So it's really not easy. You need to be very strong. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, from that uh, challenging, I'm. I become stronger. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I think it's the when you do anything, always have someone disagree with you. Yeah, maybe oh, yeah. maybe friend or family or even yourself. Like sometimes you uh, don't have enough for like confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so also it's not easy to decide. That's such a good point that you said that sometimes you're even disagreeing with yourself the way that I took that is people who are in the nine-to-five office job and they hate it it's like they're disagreeing with themselves in the way of like I really I don't want to do this I don't want to be here but you keep doing it yeah and after such a long time of doing it you probably like start to not trust yourself anymore to make decisions and yeah, you lose lose confidence. I think. Yes, I um, yeah. I now I talk with some uh, of my friends. Yeah, they're not happy mm-hmm. with their job, but they just they're afraid. They're afraid like oh, they if they quit, they cannot. They they're not sure about what they want to do. And if they come back, maybe they cannot find the 
the the job with the same income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they just feel frustrated and lose confidence about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I also want to say too that. I don't think any of us are saying that nine to five jobs are always like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. I think I always yeah. a- accidentally like demonize nine to five jobs and I'm like, mm. hell, you know, that life sucks or whatever. It, some people definitely find happiness in that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. My boss, she loves it. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. So what would you say you learned about yourself in that time that you were traveling by yourself? Through traveling by myself, I feel more confident about myself. That's uh, what I can do. Yeah, build up my uh, confidence. At that time, I didn't have in much money. I travel on the trips. Like, I find free accommodation. Uh, I try to have a real like travel experience, not just sightseeing. Mm. enjoy good food but I want to learn more about culture and get to know more people so the I try to find free accommodation and try to connect with more people so I learn through that activity and build up my confidence yeah mm-hmm. that's I can do like even travel far away uh, from home to American or Europe I do everything by myself even get a visa or uh, decide where to go. And would you say that courage and, and confidence is something that you learn by doing things that scare you and not something that you're born with? Yeah, I think so. That uh, the more you can do, the more confident you can feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I say that because just because sometimes I feel like when I talk to Vietnamese people or anyone, they'll say something like, oh, I wish I was confident yeah. like you. And I always say, like, I, I didn't just, I wasn't just born mm. confident. It so comes good. from yeah. doing things that scare you. And then the more and more you do it, it's like a muscle that you work out at the gym. Like, yeah. you just have to keep working on it, and then it gets stronger and stronger. You start with small steps, like making those little decisions. Yeah. I think most of the thing is uh, go this way. Go now if we have a successful business, for example, people just see what we have now, mm-hmm. but they don't ask about the journey. We also start from the first step, and then yeah, it's a long journey to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure between this first post on Facebook where you had a lot of success, in between there was a lot of up and down until yeah. you reach. Today, for sure, this is a journey. And why why are you passionate about cooking? I didn't like wish to become a chef or <laughs> a cooking teacher before, <laughs> but just by accident, I can say by accident when I travel, and then I learn like oh, someone love my food, and that I can give some value to other people by showing them what I'm good at. Like before, I'm good at cooking, but I didn't think that I can make money from it. I just cook for myself and my family most of every day. I cook for myself, bring food to the office, and yeah, just to take care of myself and enjoy cooking. Yeah. For me, Lois Kitchen is not only just, oh, I show you Vietnamese food and you, know, you cook it and then you leave with a recipe or something like that. You also teach a little more about mm. you know, the benefits of one ingredient or another oh. or uh, organic food. And it seems to do a lot of vegan and, and really healthy food as well, right? Yeah. yeah, at the beginning, I just share what I know. 
Yeah. And then when I met the guest, and then that's when I start my business, I also look up other business, like what they are doing. And I found my cooking class is different. That I saw people to do uh, home style cooking class. It's different with uh, what you eat in the restaurant. That's, I saw them how Vietnamese people cook this dishes at home. Mm-hmm. And I also share with them about the healthy way because I love uh, healthy food. We cook, but we cook in a healthy way. That's fresh ingredient, no addition, and I also learn how to cook exotic food. Mm-hmm. So I know that when people cook exotic food, what the uh, problem they normally have, like a fine ingredient, for example, yeah, re- replacement. Oh, you mean like when they go back to Europe, like finding pineapple? Yeah, harder. yeah, yeah. So that's why when in my cooking class, I saw like. Not only how to cook uh, that menu, but also share in general about healthy way to cook that dishes and mm-hmm. how to find the ingredient, many things. That's why it's guests, they told me that I joined some cooking class in Saigon already, but when I join your class, I know, now I know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when I was looking at the reviews on TripAdvisor, There are like 75, all of them five-star, which is so rare. I feel like, you know, sometimes there's a lot of five-star and some like three-star, two-star, whatever. Every single one of your reviews was like the highest one and people have so many nice things to say. And they would compliment, yeah, they would compliment you, especially on your knowledge and how you share the kind of the stories and the history maybe behind the dishes that you're cooking and your your English level like how well you're able to explain things and uh, what else did they say like how accommodating you are like they they would message you kind of last minute and you would you know put something together for them last minute so yeah I wanted to ask you like what do you think has has made your business so successful why do you think you get so many good reviews I, when I do this business, I feel like I go born to do it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy every moment, every active I do. And when I do, I don't think I'm working mm-hmm. or I'm doing business. I just think that, okay, today I have guests come over and then I have uh, to repair the food and show them how to cook. That is how Vietnamese people, they treat the guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always guests first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. I, I just feel like I have some get over and then we do something together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also because uh, my cooking class is home style, very small size. So people, they can book directly with me and they can ask for the menu, whatever they they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also can uh, work out yeah, to cook with them. It, it reflects to when I was hosting people at my hostel, like I was not finding it as a... As a task or as a job like it was yeah. something I was naturally doing when I was seeing a new a newcomer arriving and like sitting alone whatever I was like you should meet this guy or what are you passionate about oh I know another person who can you know yeah. connect with and that was that was easy to to do it like you, this, the sentence you said I felt I was, was born to do this is yeah. 
is usually uh, a really hard but also a really pleasant moment the way the day you find out that oh I'm doing it naturally and actually actually I make money out of it. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way. <clears throat> I just think like how I can help them to get what they want. Mm -hmm. They want to learn or they want to talk about Vietnam or anything. Yeah. So I just uh, share with them. We just had a guest, I think it was last two weeks ago, who was talking about struggling with asking for money. So even though she loves what she's doing and feels like she's good at it sometimes, uh, and I know I've experienced this too, it's like hard to ask for money or put a price on something that you just naturally love to do. Did you ever experience that? Mm, uh, no, I don't think so. It's just uh, because cooking classes everywhere, right? People yeah. do that for money and people willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. it so, so I just try to make a reasonable price for everyone. And as you said, I don't focus on making money. I focus on making people happy to find what they want. So even sometimes I have guests, they say, we are students, we don't have money. Can you discount? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I told them, yeah, just come over and then you can pay whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's good to help. Yeah. yeah. And yes, sometimes even they book and then I don't ask them to deposit, just come over. If you're happy, you buy otherwise. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm interested about how you handle the shift of the business. Meanwhile, there is no tourist in Saigon at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of my uh, guests, they are tourists. So when the COVID come, I have to close my cooking class. But sometimes I still have guests, they are expats who live in Saigon. They also book me for cooking class. But the income is not enough, so I have to start another business. I have to clean my kitchen in Saigon and I moved to Wontau with my family. Just temporary. And I start new business, online business, selling saffron from Iran and Korean skincare. Selling saffron, you said like, saffron, a, yeah. like an herb or a spice. How did you get involved in that? When the second lockdown come, because mm. I just talk, it just happened for like three, four months. So I just relaxed and I hope tourists will come back. But actually when the second lockdown and the third lockdown, and I feel like it takes a year, maybe two years. So I said, I don't want to waste my time just waiting. So I, I start new business. My friend introduced it to me. At the beginning, I just feel, okay, you know, I have some, maybe I learned something. Mm -hmm. Now I really like it. I like the product and I think I can, it can grow more. And are you still doing cooking classes with locals or like other foreigners who already live? in Vietnam? Now I still do. When people book, I still come to their house. Oh. Yeah, or I have another location that they can can come. Yeah, I still do like once a week. It's like a side business. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I like about uh, doing their own business that you can be uh, very flexible about the time. Do you have a favorite dish that you like to cook with guests? My top favorite? The pho, the noodle soup, bánh xèo, pancake, the bread, bánh cuốn, some uh, 
dessert like banana dessert and also really like rooms we have so many different kind of rooms that's my top menu nice yeah. and do you always do vegan or vegetarian or only if someone asks actually i will follow the guest requirement yeah. okay they can book me. You, you said you moved to Vumtao, so now every time you have a cooking class, you have to go back to Saigon. Yes. My question is, how do you enjoy your life there compared to Saigon? Life there is also good. <laughs> I, uh, it's more relaxing in their beach and mountain. So every day I uh, do some uh, walking along the beach or uphill to the mountain. I've, I've, got, I've got this conversation with yeah, actually even Twissy, who is not here today, but we say hi to him. He he also think of, you know, moving out of Saigon. And every time I talk about it with anyone who is a Saigonese somehow, like we always have the same, what is it? The same dilemma. We always have the same dilemma where we we like we like everything that we can find in Saigon, but on a daily basis, we cannot take some walks at the mm -hmm. beach or in the mountains. Mm -hmm. and Yes, like when you say that, it sounds so nice. I'm like, oh, I so, want to move. <laughs> so maybe we're going to call it Creators in Vuntao and uh, yeah. visit you more often. <laughs> yeah. But how, how was the transition though? Actually, for, like before, when I lived in Saigon, I thought that I live here forever. I will never come back to Vuntao because I think it's so quiet there. I like the um, energy here. And here we have everything, right? In Vontau, I have afraid like, it's so boring <laughs> to live there. <laughs> here I can go dancing, I can uh, go to... I can, We have many nice restaurants, many things we can do is here. But when I live there, actually now I enjoy it. Yeah, this time I just focus on relaxing, so it's okay. And I work online, so I still can make some money, do exercise every day. Take care of myself, relaxing. So I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's nice. We're gonna come to visit you in Vuntao. Yes. <laughs> just let me know. I can take you to do hiking. Yeah. Like just one kilometer from my home, you can do hiking. Like you feel like you get lost into in the jungle. Normally, people know that the Vuntao is just for the beaches, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, we have big and small mountain that you can like do hiking long hours inside. So now you're a local Vuntao. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I have time to explore the city. Have you been able to make friends out there? Yes, I make many new friends. Yeah, at the beginning I I talk like I live here for twenty years. When I moved there I have some high school friends but they got married and yeah, they don't have time for me I think. So I I worry about how to uh, start life there. Mm -hmm. But actually now I have many friends. I enjoy some running activity, I do yoga, do hiking, and also I, I have my family there. So I can also hang out with my sister friend. We, we've covered all the things related to like your cooking class business and the transition from office to travel to finding mm -hmm. this. But is there anything else that you want to actually share with the audience today? It can be, we, we offer this as well because it's your moment, somehow it's your podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you want to ask for help or offer some something or uh, share a specific message today, it's an opportunity as well. And 
feel free to do so. I want to share my story to increase young people to step out of their comfort zone to do what they want. But for me, I, it took me so many years. I just started when I was like 35. I started when I was 32. Yeah, it's quite late. So I, I was born in poor family. I was not confident myself that I can do things that I want. Mm -hmm. But now, take long time, but I can do it. So everyone can do it. That's why I want to share my story to uh, encourage uh, anyone to step out of their comfort zone. No matter their position now, they can do much, much better than what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Nice, this is so inspiring. Yeah. And I'm fascinated about your journey. Even from the first cooking class that I was, I did with you, and uh, now like like Dana said, like reading again the, all the reviews, it's it's exactly what I felt when I I joined. So I encourage actually anyone in Saigon to join those few hours with you because it's it's really worth it. Mm -hmm. We don't understand about the the culture in Vietnam, and and it can go much beyond because mm -hmm. you you can talk about anything really really like you're a really interesting person. We don't need to perfect to do something. We need to start to do something to become better. Like when I start my cooking class, I have no idea how to find a client. I just start to do it, something that I would at. That time, my English, I didn't know much about food-related words. I didn't study culinary. I didn't have a proper kitchen. Mm. I just stay with a family and use their kitchen. I have very poor, I have very simple tools, just simple kitchen. Mm. And I start everything from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, compared to other cooking class or other yeah, business, it's very like simple. But my guests, they still like my cooking class because they saw that I'm very passionate about what I want to do mm. and I saw them that I can give them value. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see it is like you encourage people to be solution oriented better than because you can find thousands of reasons not to do something because it's like let's call them excuses of mm. oh uh, my kitchen is too small or I don't I will not find clients, nobody likes cooking. Like you can find those like those reasons easily. But what you mean is like you encourage people to actually ask themselves more like how can I actually make it happen mm. and focus on that and knowing that it's not going to be perfect. And I'm sure now you, are, you don't find it perfect. You want to improve, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just uh, learn and improve, learn and improve. Yeah. Mm. It's a process. It's a journey. And when I start my cooking class, you know, right? You are like also some very first customer in in that apartment. I just post on Facebook, just find a few customers at the beginning. I didn't know like, how to promote my cooking class courses online. I don't know how to do it and where I suppose. But when I, I but I just do it. I just do it and then I when the guests come, I when I cook with them, I also share with them about what I'm doing and the problem and and they also share with me and and tell me 
like okay you should do courses on this uh, platform mm. so i learned from them as well they teach me more english and then they saw me like okay for the cooking class you should post this here and post it there how to find more clients mm. so i just do and learn improve i think it's just amazing like i also having having a lot of trust and like faith in yourself that you're gonna figure it out like right like at the beginning you don't know all the answers but as you said it's like you just get started and then along the way you yeah. learn new things and you figure it out but initially you have to have that trust in yourself or in the universe or like god or whatever it is that you believe in that it will work out yeah yeah we we will not know all the answer to start but we will find it when we do it they i i the more guests I have, the more I know what they like. So I will decide the menu, follow what normally people like. I love that you mentioned too that you didn't even get started on this journey until you were like 32 years old. So it's a really good reminder too that it's never too late. So for people who are feeling like, oh, but I've already been doing this job for so long or, you know, it's too late for me. Never too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never too late. And yeah, it's not easy when I, I work for more than 10 years, office shop more, more than 10 years, and then I quit everything. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. easy, you know. Like I have to spend too much time to work on this job and now quit everything. It's not easy. <laughs> it's a jump. <laughs> yeah. You were attracted to the unknown. So from your Vungtao point of view now, could you describe Saigon in three words for us? Wow, Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> After one year living in Town, now I found Saigon is so busy, so polluted. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I dynamic. I like the energy when I'm here. And to compare, how would you describe Phong Tao then in three words? Phong Tao is peaceful, beautiful. I love the beach and mountain at the, <laughs> in one uh, city. Mm. Friendly. It makes me want to go there. Dana, you were looking yeah. for an escape <laughs> plan. Oh Maybe uh, you connect with Loa more and uh, <laughs> can do some yoga on the beach every yeah. morning. <laughs> yes. It would definitely be great because Saigon is, is definitely dynamic, like you said. That's the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed what Loa had to share with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a very interesting conversation because there was a, a lot of things uh, and learnings and, and lessons from your entrepreneur journey and from all your transition you've been through. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's never easy to compress all the value we exchanged into one episode. So please give her all the support you can by booking her cooking classes helping her to maintain her top-rated position on Airbnb and TripAdvisor, and ask her anything you want to know in the comment section of our Facebook or Instagram posts. And again, like if you like Creators in Saigon podcast, check out all the other episodes or wait for the next week to enjoy a new guest. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Loa, especially for joining today. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you guys in my cooking class one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Creators in Saigon. If you liked this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. 
This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.